0: Well, welcome back. And thank you for joining me. If this is your first time listening to The Productive Woman, welcome. Thank you for listening. I hope you find it worthwhile. In this episode, we're going to be talking about motherhood and productivity. Now, if you're not a mom, I think some of this will still apply to you. But in any event, you'll find more information and links in the show notes for this episode at theproductivewoman.com slash 241. This episode is brought to you by Gusto. If you have a business or you know someone who does, you probably know that small business owners wear a lot of hats, and some of those hats are totally great, but some, like filing taxes and running payroll, for example, yeah, not so great. Well, that's where Gusto comes in. Gusto makes payroll, taxes, and HR actually easy for small businesses. Fast, simple payroll processing, benefits, and expert HR support all in one place. Gusto automatically pays and files your federal, state, and local taxes so you don't have to worry about it. Plus, they make it easy to add on health benefits and even 401ks for your team. Those old school clunky payroll providers just weren't built for the way modern small businesses work, but Gusto is. So let them wear one of your many hats. You have better things to do. Listeners of The Productive Woman get three months free when they run their first payroll. So try a demo and see for yourself at gusto.com tpw. That's Gusto. It's spelled G-U-S-T-O, gusto.com tpw. So, this episode is being published just a few days before Mother's Day in the United States and in in many other countries. I did a little bit of research and learned that Mother's Day is celebrated annually in many countries, but not all on the same day as a day to honor mothers and mother figures. And I'll put a link in the show notes to an article that I read that was pretty interesting about the origins of Mother's Day and when and where it's celebrated. So, got me thinking as I was looking at the calendar about how do motherhood and productivity interact? What did it? and what does it mean to be a productive mother or a mother who's productive? So I did a little research, did a little thinking, did a little kind of pondering. Uh, For those of you who've listened for a while, you know that I have raised five children along with my husband. He, He was involved. They're all grown now. Our youngest is in graduate school as I'm recording this. And so For the most part, Mike and I are an empty nest now, and it's a different phase of life. But for many years, our life was pretty consumed with the kids in the house. Uh, And I was home with my kids full time for a number of years, homeschooled the older ones for, I think we did that for 10 years. Rachel, our oldest, was homeschooled from first grade through ninth grade. And then the others, you know, during that period of time as well. And, uh, you know, it was a different stage of life, a challenging stage of life, a very rewarding stage of life. But thinking back on that and thinking, how could I be productive as a mother, does having children... Interfere with productivity? Does it motivate us to be productive? Those are the kind of things that I was thinking about. And so I wanted to share some thoughts as we're going into, at least here in the United States, and I know some other countries, going into Mother's Day weekend, a time when people are thinking about mothers. And for those of us who don't have kids at home, we can think of and reach out to those who do. And even if our kids are grown and gone, a lot of these concepts still apply and and we can reflect back on it. So here's some thoughts that I had about motherhood, about productivity, about the way the two interact. And I would love to hear your thoughts on this as well. Shoot me an email at feedback at theproductivewoman.com if you have thoughts about uh, the things that we talk about here today. So the first thought that I had in this context of thinking about motherhood and productivity is that motherhood matters. Raising small humans to be happy, healthy, well-adjusted grown humans is a noble and meaningful challenge. It is worthwhile. I think at at various times, our society either, you know, calls mothers saints or sort of devalues what they do. But if you are raising kids or if you have raised kids, that is a noble undertaking, a meaningful undertaking. And the role of mothers in the lives of their kids is incalculable. Now, I want to recognize that not everybody listening to this show has children. And I think for those of us who don't have children, that subtle or or maybe not so subtle elevation of motherhood can sometimes make us feel less than. I want you to know, at least from my perspective, motherhood is important. It is valuable. It is meaningful. But it is not a prerequisite to making a life that matters. And I don't want anybody to think that by choosing this topic and talking about it right now, that I think it is. So I, I just wanted to put that out there. Whether or not you give birth to children, adopt children, marry into a family with children, or share all or part of your life with children of extended family or friends, any role of care and influence over children, whatever their age is is a vital role in our society. Um, I truly believe that. On the other hand, knowing that the role of motherhood is valuable and valued to the extent that it is, doesn't make it easy. There are high expectations placed on mothers, both by society and those expectations we impose on ourselves. As I was doing some research for this topic and kind of thinking about what what do I want to say about motherhood and a life that matters? Uh, I ran across some quotes that I thought were both inspiring and a little, little overwhelming. And one of them was from the actress Jessica Lange, who said, the natural state of motherhood is unselfishness. When you become a mother, you are no longer the center of your own universe. You relinquish that position to your children. And to a point, I agree with this. And yet, I kind of cringed when I read it, because I think it voices the ideal that we all carry around in the back of our minds that makes us feel bad when we don't feel unselfish, when we want something for ourselves. We feel like I am less of a mother if I if I want time alone or I want some accomplishment separate from our children. Uh, so I, I think we have to take these encouraging words, these things like what, what Jessica Lang said, with a, with a grain of salt, maybe, I don't know if that's the right word, but with the realization that that is an ideal. But if you don't feel that way all the time, that doesn't mean you're a bad mother. Another quote that I read in an article about the meaning of being a mother, and I'll put a link to this in the show notes because it was kind of interesting. And this writer said, a mother is a protector, disciplinarian, and friend. A mother is a selfless, loving human who must sacrifice many of their wants and needs for the wants and needs of their children. A mother works hard to make sure their child is equipped with the knowledge, skills, and abilities to make it as a competent human being being a mother is perhaps the hardest, most rewarding job a woman will ever experience. Again, to a large degree, I agree with that. But my first thought when I read it was, well, you know, no pressure, right? Um, Everything rides on us as the mom. That's what it feels like sometimes as a mother. And most of us, I think, feel like we don't measure up often. Because We, you know, the question is when you read an article like this or you read a quote like this, where that a mother is selfless, loving, sacrifices her wants and needs for those of her children, all these things, what if you don't feel that way all the time? What if you don't live up, at least in your own mind, to that measurement of what a mother should be? Does that mean you're not being a good mother? And if you're not being a good mother, does your life matter? <laughs> you know, those are the questions I think that come to mind a lot of times when we when we think about these things. I think a lot of us can feel conflicted about our role as a mom and and then the other things that matter to us. It feels like the most important job in the world, like what you're doing is meaningful and significant, and yet it can feel like it's hard to be productive when you're caring for a family. Part of the issue, I think, is that the results of motherhood take a long time to show up. Uh, a lot of us question over time, we wonder if we're doing it right, whatever that means. And we won't really know for sure until they're grown and out on their own. And because you don't see the results day to day of your mothering efforts. It can be easy to feel like you're not being productive, as in there are no results really being produced on a day-to-day basis. And if the day doesn't go well, you feel like the results you're producing are not good ones. And we judge ourselves harshly, I think. And so a lot of what I want to say here, and, and if I sound like I'm I'm struggling for words, I really am because I have felt this conflict throughout my life. As I said earlier, my kids are grown and gone, and I still to this day wonder if I did it right. And they are, you know, three of them are married and have families of their own, and they're happy and healthy and and doing good things in the world and and they still love each other and they love us and they come home and so i take some comfort in that but i still look back at some of the choices i made when they were young and when they were home and think i didn't do it right did i mess things up you know i didn't always feel selfless i didn't always act selflessly and i think The, the things that we read and even, you know, just some of the quotes that I've mentioned so far, those, those can inspire, but they can also leave us with a feeling of guilt of I, that's what it should be. And I don't feel that way all the time. There are other things I want to do. Does that mean I'm too selfish to be a mom? I I, honestly, I think the answer is no, no. I think it's possible to raise healthy, well-adjusted kids and still accomplish other things you care about. I think having dreams, personal and or professional, does not make you a bad mom. Taking time away from your from your kids to do other things won't damage them for life. We feel like it sometimes, but, but it won't. And so those things I think are important for us to internalize every one of us has to choose for herself how to be a mom how to find that interaction between the needs of your children and your own needs as a as a person and looking at how other people are doing it can be instructive, but it can also be overwhelming and lead to, um, you know, us feeling less than. And I guess I would encourage you to to be okay with doing it your way and understanding that even the suggestions that I'm offering are just suggestions of things that did or didn't work for me. Your experience may be different and that's okay. Feeling pro- uh, like we, it's hard to be productive as a mom, Uh, is a common thing I've heard expressed. It's, you know, anything that we're trying to do, whether it's cleaning the house or preparing something, you know, a report for work or any of those things, when we have children in our lives, we're liable to be interrupted and we can feel like we can't keep up with everything because there are always going to be interruptions and it is true that motherhood often lends itself to interruptions and many times to putting our needs aside in the favor of in favor of of others the you know children didn't ask to be born they didn't ask to come into our life and we do need to make uh, provision for them, for their health, physically, emotionally, mentally, do the things that are necessary for that. That does not mean, though, that they have to, the world needs to revolve around them. I, at least I don't believe that. Uh, there is something healthy for them in, in to see that mom has needs as well. And mom has interests and mom is pursuing things that matter to her. At the same time, she is encouraging them to go after the things that, that they care about. So I, nevertheless, there, there are those interruptions that come when we are, are, mothers. When we're parents, this, these things are in many ways are true for fathers as well. I think most of the time men's experience of this is a little bit different from women. Our, our, our connection is different. I'm not saying it's better or worse. I'm just saying our experiences are are different. And for mothers, there is often appears to be a risk of losing ourselves in the role and the demands of motherhood but it doesn't have to be that way, at least not all the time. There are going to be those moments when we have to set aside what we want for the good of our kids, but it doesn't have to be that way every minute of every day. I I really believe that. And so when you're talking about making a life that matters, motherhood can be a part of that, but it is not the essential part of it. It is not the only part of it. And it is okay to make room for other things. So here are some things that I thought about to keep in mind if you're a mom and wanting to make a life that matters. And, and honestly, f- for you to keep in mind, even if you're not a mother, uh, if you're a mother or a mother figure for kids of whatever ages, or if you're not, all of these things are things that I think we as women need to keep in mind or sh- can keep in mind so I put these out for your consideration. Number one is to be grateful. Whatever your situation is, there is something in it to be grateful for. I truly believe that. And so much of our experience of motherhood and every other element of our lives is defined by our own mindset. And if we can start from a position of looking for something to be grateful for, it's going to change our experience of whatever the situation is. So learning to be grateful, learning to look for things to be grateful for in our situation is so key. The second thing I would encourage you to consider is to ask for what you need. If you need time away, ask for it. If you need help, ask for it. Um, If you need a word of encouragement, ask somebody for it. There, there is someone out there who will give it to you if you ask for it. People don't can't read our minds. We wish that they would notice that when we're overwhelmed or overtired or discouraged or whatever it may be, but people, sometimes they don't ask for what you need. If you are feeling discouraged and like a failure or whatever it is that you're going through right now as a mom or as a human being in general, ask for support. Find a friend that you can confide in to get that encouragement and support. And if you truly believe there's nobody around you that you can talk to and ask for help, reach out to me. I'll do what I can. Send me an email at feedback at theproductivewoman.com. Let me know what you're going through. And let me see if I can do something to help or at least lend a listening ear. So be grateful, ask for what you need. The third thing I would encourage you to do is to protect your sense of self. No matter how much we love our kids, no matter how much we enjoy mothering, we need to recognize and make room for our identity beyond and outside of motherhood. Motherhood is a transformative experience in many ways, good, bad, and indifferent, but it is not the defining characteristic of who we are as humans and how we perform as mothers. has nothing to do with our value as a human being. So protect your identity as a human being, your sense of self beyond just being a mom. Or, you know, if you're not a mom, whatever other outside influences there may be, protect your sense of who you are beyond the roles that you play in other areas as a professional, as a sister as a, you know, whatever roles you have, you are first and foremost, a human being with intrinsic value and worth. And I hope you believe that. Fourth thing I put out there for you to consider is to recognize that nothing lasts forever. Every stage of motherhood, like every stage of life in general, for that matter, has its blessings and has its challenges. And, And in many ways, those challenges are blessings if we learn to see them that way. Raising kids brings with it uh, sleepless nights and interruptions of all very, all kinds of ways that we've talked about already. And those can uh, motivate us to become more efficient in the way we do certain things. They can motivate us to learn to be more productive in the sense of getting the, the necessary things done and making space for the things that bring joy. I think I've talked about this in the past that I've always been a little bit of a productivity nerd. I've always enjoyed reading about time management and organization and that. But when I was raising five kids, implementing those things I was learning became a matter of survival. In order to make time to simply sit and read a book, I had to develop skills in terms of managing my time and organizing our household and dealing with the kids so that there would be time and space for the things that I I cared about aside from the kids. Remembering that those challenges of whatever stage of life you're in right now could be seen as blessings if we learn to look at them that way. What can you learn from the challenges you're facing right now? What skills could you learn to develop that would help you overcome those challenges and make them, uh, make yourself a better and stronger person as a result. The fifth thing I would say is, and I've mentioned this before, don't compare yourself to other moms or to women who don't have kids. Don't compare. We've got to stop comparing ourselves to other people and determining our worth based on how we think we measure up to what somebody else is doing. If you don't have children, don't compare yourself to those who do, or even to other women who don't. We can certainly learn from each other, but can't we please stop measuring ourselves, measuring our worth? by comparison to each other. There is nothing to be gained from that. We can, there's everything to be gained from learning from each other, from observing, from asking questions, finding things that work for, for someone else that maybe you can incorporate into your life. That's great. There's nothing wrong with that. We can learn from each other, but there is simply nothing to be gained by measuring ourselves against what we see in other people the next thing I would say is to be who you are and be okay with that. Work toward that. That takes work, doesn't it? Uh, Most of us have, uh, uh, well, maybe I shouldn't say most, many of us struggle with being our true authentic self and being okay with who we are as a human being. We think we ought to be something else. We think whether it's because we read quotes like the ones I I mentioned earlier, and we think I'm supposed to be selfless as a mother. Learning to just be ourselves and be okay with who we are is maybe one of the most uh, important things we will do as human beings. And finally, learning to forgive yourself and be okay when you mess up and know that we all do. We all make mistakes as mothers, as employees, as employers, in every role we play, we all make mistakes. And one to sort of counter the, the Jessica Lang's comment or the quote that I read earlier, Uh, Another one that I found from another actress, Jennifer Garner has said, the absolute greatest thing about being a parent is that every day is a fresh start. You always can say today, we're going to try this. And if it goes horribly, you can say today, we're throwing that out and we're trying this. We all make mistakes. We all do things that don't work out the way we hope they would, the way we think they should. And that's okay. Forgive yourself when you make a mistake, when you yell at your kids, maybe you never do. And if you don't, I want to hear from you about how you have learned to not do that. We all make mistakes and we need to learn to forgive ourselves. Another person has said, the fastest way to break the cycle of perfectionism and become a fearless mother is to give up the idea of doing it perfectly. Indeed, to embrace uncertainty and imperfection. That came from Ariana Huffington. I think that is so true. Give up the idea of being the perfect mother. She doesn't exist, except in movies or stories or somewhere out there in our imagination, there is a perfect mother. Um, I am, I am not her, I never was her. And I've had to learn to be okay with that. Uh, Jill Churchill has said there is no way to be a perfect mother, and a million ways to be a good one. Find your way to be a good mother. That's what I want to say, To all moms out there, you're probably doing better than you think you are. If you're feeling like a failure as a mom, know that you're in good company. Lots of us have felt that way. We have moments that, you know, those moments of highs when things are just amazing and we feel close to our kids and we feel like we're knocking it out of the park. And then we have those days when we feel like we really blew it and that's okay. We all feel that way. Truly, though, I think you probably are doing better than you think you are. And the other thing I guess I want to say to you, whether you're a mother or not, is give yourself permission to be who you are, no matter what you see others doing. Give yourself grace, because that's (laughs) that's how we get through the days. That's how we make a life that matters, whether we're a mother or not, is to be who we are, to do the best we are capable of in the moment, to learn from the mistakes that we make and move forward and to give ourselves grace as we grow and develop and become the human beings that we're meant to be. So those are some of my thoughts uh, as we're going into this Mother's Day weekend. I'd love to know what you think. Whether you're a mother or not, I I would love to hear from you your thoughts on motherhood, productivity, making a life that matters, how motherhood and productivity are related or in conflict. I just love to hear your thoughts on this. You can share your ideas, your questions, your uh, thoughts on this in the comment section of the show notes at theproductivewoman.com slash 241. You can also post a comment or question on the Productive Woman Facebook page. But if you're a woman who listens to this show, remember that you are welcome in the Productive Woman Community Facebook group. This is a closed group only for women who listen to this show, not because I don't like men, but this is just, that happens that this community is just for women who listen to this podcast, a place for us to connect, to continue the conversations to support and encourage each other to ask questions, brainstorm solutions, those sorts of things. You can join that group by going to theproductivewoman.com slash group and click on the join button. Be sure to answer. There are two or three questions there that I ask really just to find out, to, to be able to confirm that you're a real person. A lot of people on Facebook these days are, um, making their profiles private so if you're not a friend you can't really see anything there and so these questions are my way of confirming that someone who's asking to join the group is really coming in with good intentions and wanting to be a part of the community as opposed to you know unfortunately there are people on Facebook who are just there kind of to stir up issues and stir up trouble. And and that's not what this community is about. So if you're a woman who listens to the show, if you're not already in the group, please join us there. I'd love to have you and we can continue the conversation there. If you want to share your thoughts about this topic with me privately, please email me at feedback at theproductivewoman.com. I would love to hear from you. Uh, I think that's it. A quick Reminder that Gusto, our sponsor for this episode, offers modern, easy payroll benefits and HR support to small businesses across the country. They were even named the best online payroll by PC Magazine. As a listener of The Productive Woman, you'll get three months free when you run your first payroll. So sign up today, give it a try at gusto.com/slash TPW. That's gusto G-U-S-T-O, gusto.com slash tpw. And thanks so much to Gusto for supporting The Productive Woman. And that really is it for this episode of The Productive Woman. As always, I am very grateful to you for spending this time with me. I hope you found something encouraging or useful in this episode. And I'd love to hear from you your thoughts on the things we talked about I look forward to talking with you again very soon. So until next time, remember, extend grace to each other and to yourself and go make your life matter.